Welcome to the Jill on Money Coronavirus Market Update. We are recording at 1.46 on Monday afternoon, and stock indexes are up, boy, a lot, three, almost 4% for the Dow. This is on the news that we got some positive results on an early stage uh, vaccine trial for the virus. So that's good to hear. Um, I don't know if it's worthy of a 3% or 4% move, but I'll let someone else determine that. This is the program that is trying to help you through the crisis. And we are really hopeful that people are starting to very much concentrate on what the next phase of their financial lives look like after the virus. And so we want to help you do that. All you have to do is send us an email, askjill at jillonmoney.com. Ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. Now, um, we had a question about an annuity. This was from Don, who was asking about a certified financial planner who was talking about putting about a quarter of their investments into an annuity. And he used the term a fixed index annuity. And then he followed up and sent us the brochures that were associated with it. And here's the weirdest thing. So it's an Allianz product. And Allianz is the big German insurance company. Great experience with annuities for sure, because the annuity product is really much uh, more popular in Europe than it is here in the United States. Allianz also owns PIMCO. And so there's a bunch of PIMCO funds in here. But here's the weirdest thing. I go through this 16-page PDF file and I can't get a sense of what are the fees. It's freaking me out. I said to Mark, like, I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm a moron, but I don't see this. So here's what I'm going to ask very clearly of, of Don and his advisor. The first question, I think you go back and you say, tell me how much this will cost me each year that I own this product. If it's a spread in between one kind of index and another, that's fine. But dollars. If I put $100,000 in here, how much of it is, is it going to cost me? Because there are funds inside of here that carry fees and it's not clearly illuminated to me. Maybe I'm missing it, but Don, here's the deal. Don't buy this thing until we find out more information because there's no way that I'm going to say that this is a good idea for you unless we get a sense of exactly what the cost is. Okay? Makes sense. Helen writes, uh, I'm a new follower. I'm 68 years old. I plan to retire from my part-time job in two years. I'm currently collecting Social Security and a small pension from a previous employer. I'm entitled to another small pension when I retire from my current employer. These non-qualified assets will leave me with a income gap of approximately $1,000 a month at retirement. Okay. I've got 25 years left on my mortgage for my condo. Okay. Oh my God. This is crazy. All of my assets are sitting in cash since before 2008. Oh my gosh. Wow. Oh, brother. Okay. Well, Helen has $136,000 in a traditional IRA, $74,000 in inherited IRAs um, that she inherited in 2019, $93,000 in a Roth IRA. Here's a question. In my search for a financial advisor, I've never had one, I have gotten a range of recommendations for my retirement income gap, ranging from purchasing a variable annuity, a fixed income annuity, a combination fixed income fixed annuity, or a conservative mix of stocks and bonds. Are annuities a worthwhile way to go, or am I better off with a managed stock and bond portfolio? Please help. Helen, 
uh, I don't think you need a annuity. And I certainly would not put any of this money in an annuity right now because I, I think that you're tying up your assets and, and you don't have that many, you don't have that much in liquid assets. Let's see, it's about, let's call it about $300,000. So the question is, are you going to be able to generate the money you need from this $300,000? And I think that that's the issue that you're facing. Because if you're looking at what you need, you said you need about a thousand bucks a month, 12 grand a year. I don't feel so comfortable that that $300,000 is going to do it. It may be that you need to work for one extra year. It may be that you need to scale back and only spend $9,000 more. Something's going to give here. So I think that first of all, you must really be clear about what your needs are, whether they're realistic. And second of all, I would very carefully approach this process of a financial advisor and deal with somebody who is not going to sell you an annuity. Mark writes, love your show. Thanks, Mark. Um, Okay, Mark's worked for Boeing for over 35 years, and they are offering voluntary layoffs. I've decided to take it. I've got a million bucks in my 401k, 300 grand after tax from a recent real estate transaction. Tax is already paid. The company is offering me $535,000 or a retirement annuity of 36 grand a year with a 75% spousal coverage. I favor the annuity. My wife favors the lump. What should I do? Um, interesting. You didn't give me your age. You know, this is the kind of deal whenever I always do the, the lump sum, I do like the back of the envelope. I think I'm just doing a quick back of the envelope. I think the annuity is probably the better deal, especially because the spousal coverage and your wife should understand this. It inures to her benefit the longer she lives to have not just not the lump sum, but to have the stream of income. I think the only downside is, you know, that we worry that these companies are going to make good on their, on the annuity payments, but I think that Boeing's kind of in the news and I think they're going to do it. I'm going for the annuity. I'm going for the annuity. I know that that sounds crazy. I just said, don't do the annuity for the other one, but this is different. This is a pension really. Debbie wants to know, should I pay cash for a car? Should I pay outright for a car with money that's in low interest savings or should I finance it and move the money to higher yielding savings? Hmm. Good question, Debbie. Here's the deal. I think you can probably get pretty cheap financing for a car. So as long as you get cheaper financing for the car, and there are some 0% interest loans right now and 2%, then I think you use the financing and move to a higher yield because, of course, I like having a nice emergency reserve fund these days. Scott wants to know, any thoughts or comments on negative interest rates? If these come to pass, does it mean I'll have to pay the bank to hold my money? Negative interest rates are certainly possible. They haven't actually worked that well in other parts of the world. So I don't think that necessarily we're going to get there. But yes, that is the the real issue, which is you an institution would pay the Federal Reserve to keep their money. I think that most institutions out there, like uh, the big, let's call it the big money fund centers, I don't see them basically saying to you, you've got to pay us to hold your money. I think they'll hold it at zero. They'll probably pork you some other way. Sheila writes, hello, Jill and Mark. I just had to write and thank you for providing such an insightful interview on retail and higher education with Scott Galloway. 
Mr. Galloway's clear thinking and willingness to speak directly, combined with your cut-to-the-chase questions, help me understand what's going on and what is likely to change in the future. Thanks. P.S. Love the theme music by Joel Goodman. I hear the first two chords and know what's coming. All the best and stay healthy, Sheila. Wow. Thanks so much, Sheila. That's such a good way to end it. We are going to try to mix up more interviews. We're going to keep these episodes short, but we do want to bring you some other voices because you probably are sick and tired of hearing mine. I know Mark is. I appreciate all of you listening. And if you are at all in need of some financial advice, please let us know. Just email us, askjill at jillonmoney.com. You can always go to our website, jillonmoney.com. And there uh, you can sign up for our free weekly newsletter. And you can also subscribe to our show. Isn't that easy? Anywhere you find this podcast, you can subscribe so you don't miss it. Um, And if you happen to be listening on Apple, maybe leave us a nice review. That would be very helpful. So again, thanks for your time. And also do me a favor. Things are loosening up around the country. Everyone wants to let their guard down. You're not going to do that. I think about this in the same way I think about markets. I never let my guard down mostly because I'm pessimistic and crazy, but I just always am expecting something around the corner. So that said, please, please, how about wearing those masks, washing your hands, maintaining your social distance, be careful and do something nice for somebody. Lift someone up, put your proverbial, not your actual hands on someone's back. Try to do something that will take the edge off a little bit. There are a lot of people who are suffering and there are a lot of people who are quite lonely. So let's all do a good job of trying to lift someone up. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.